Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Flow Day. I am so excited that you are here listening and watching. And hey, special shout out to those of you who are hanging out in our live studio audience. It's the best part of this show is that we have a live studio audience. So if you're listening later or watching later and you're around at lunchtime or coffee time, (laughs) depending on where you're living in the world, we record live on YouTube every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. We'd love to have you hanging out. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're listening later, that's okay. You can always send us questions about this episode or any episode. You can send them through to flow at ecam.com. We love hearing from you. We love hearing feedback and questions so that we can keep bringing you the content that you want. And I'm sad to say for all of you people who are giant fans of Doc, so I know all of you, <laughs> he is still in Japan and we are missing him. Although I was just joking with Luis that I'm getting really good at this, you guys. You, this like... I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. I'm telling you guys all the time that you just need to put yourself out there and practice and go live as often as you can and play it back, even though it's uncomfortable. So I'm putting myself out there and I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling like I'm getting better at this whole thing. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And hopefully you will bring all of the questions today. I have one of my favorite people in the world on the podcast with me because he's a geek like me about productivity and organization and efficiency. And he's been podcasting for way longer than I even knew podcasts were a thing. So I hope that we can all geek out today over how to get way more productive together. We have Eric Fisher on the show. Eric! (laughs) Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's, It's an honor to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm like super, super excited. And I'm so thankful for how patient you are. My, I will, I will play this. I will share this video with everyone later, but I am in a different office space today. So for those of you listening, you can't see that I'm like blue on blue on blue in the background here. Our office is being painted for creator camp, which I'm really excited about, but it, it made everything a little bit wonky today. So usually I get to chat with you behind the, the stage, I guess, before the show. But instead, Eric had to put up with me being like, something is wrong with my mic, mic check, mic delay. How do I mic? How do I make audio happen? So thanks for putting up with me today, Eric. You're such a good sport. Yeah. Hey, I get it. As creators, as video makers, and as podcasters, we have to roll with the tech, the location often, honestly. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm, I'm a great guinea pig for anyone that's watching because I, I am never in the same space. More than like, you know, a couple of times every single week, I'm always moving between offices or I'm at home or I'm like at home, but I'm not in my home office space. So I'm learning trial by fire. I I had to build a whole bunch of lights here in the space today too. And I can't tell you that I pulled it off yet. So so more to come on all of the, all of the gear, but, but Hey, I'm really, I'm so excited for you to be chatting with us about productivity today. But before we dive into that, I'd love for you to tell people who you are. You're like an OG Ecamm user. You were telling me before we jumped on, reminding me about how long. But tell us a little bit about who you are and your podcast before we jump into the topic. Yeah. So, okay. I'm Eric Fisher. I've been podcasting. I've been a podcast listener. Let me start there. Since the summer (laughs) of 2005. So almost 20 years. And podcasting is about 20 years now, because even before iTunes, as it was known as at the time, added it that summer of 2005 when I first heard about it, I know there were people doing it even before then in the like super, super, super early days. But anyway, I started listening summer of 2005, started actually podcasting in 07. A friend of mine and I, we did a a comedy podcast that December iTunes, again, as it was known as at the time, (laughs) had us listed as one of the top 10 new comedy podcasts that year. Kind of feel like I almost somewhat missed my calling, but hey, that's fine. But anyways, so then I co-hosted on a bunch of different shows. Eventually, the August of 2012, I started Beyond the To-Do List, and it's been going ever since. So if you're counting, that's over 11 years now, and that's crazy. There's a lot. I mean, that, that in some ways is OG, but I still know that there are people that came before me. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. The podcast is called Beyond the To-Do List because I wanted to talk to people about productivity and how they did what they did, how they stay creative when you don't feel like it, how do you manage work-life balance. And as I was coming up with all those different topics, I saw the, you know, the writing on the wall. I was like, oh, it's a productivity show, but it's beyond the to-do. 
that's the name of the sh- there's the name of the show so that's that's it literally had a like lightning strike moment and that's what happened and have been doing it ever since it's such a great topic because I feel like it's relevant for literally everyone. It's, re- it's relevant for people who are just getting started in this. It's relevant for those of us who have been at it for a little bit. And it's certainly relevant as you've been at it for a really long time and are trying to figure out like how to kind of re-sync and how to get into that, you know, into that good system again. It's, it's been a really popular topic even among the Ecamm fam. We've been talking a lot about like, you know, what's the next, what's our next, we do a, a leap into live virtual event every single year. And we were talking through like, what topics should we cover? And everyone was like, workflows, organization, how to stay, how to stay creative when we're feeling overwhelmed. So yeah, I, I have all of those questions and more. So I'm so thrilled that you're on today. So I guess maybe a great starting point would be, how did you go about starting your podcast and what what are the kind of the initial systems that you put in place to keep yourself creative as you go forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I wanted to start strong and I wanted to start with a an error or a, just a sense of confidence in what I was going to do. And so uh, this is what I would say to somebody starting right now is do what I did, which was I was literally sitting at a conference and I started with this. I, I mean, I had a notebook. I opened it up. I wasn't doing it digitally. And I just started brainstorming and I uh, I kind of, you know, took a legal pad and drew a line down the center and then across the top and just said names and topics. And I just started writing like people I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to and listing those out. Cause again, I didn't have the premise of the show locked in just yet. I started writing yeah. down all of the different names of people. It's like, Ooh, they'd be interesting to talk to. And that person mm-hmm. and that person, I just started listing people off. But as I was doing that, I kept, as a name would come up, I'd be like, Oh, but what would I talk to them about? And I went over to the other side, the other column and wrote down a topic. So I would start writing email, work-life balance. And I just started, you know, going on both sides, not stopping, just brainstorming. By the way, I'm sitting in a session as I'm doing this. So then every once in a while. I've so been there. (laughs) Right. I mean, when, when you have something going, when you're, when you're paying attention, you can't, I mean, you can't help it when inspiration strikes. So first off, lean into that. So I did. And then occasionally I'd listen. Well, I was listening the whole time. My ADHD allows me to listen and write, but uh, <laughs> something would come up and be like, oh, that's another topic. Oh, they mentioned that name. I know who that is. I'd love to talk to them. That's another name. And so as I started to get that, I realized, okay, I, if I can list off, if I can come up with 52 names, or if I can't think of a name, but I have a topic. If I can list off 52 separate things and then even arrange them maybe in an order where they build upon each other, where, hey, we talked about that topic with that person and that's, they're slotted for number seven. And then 12 is that same topic with a different person. But then we dive deeper, those kinds of things. If you can come up with some kind of overarching big vision for how you want to get started and what you can talk about. It doesn't have to be an interview show. This could be a solo show. If you just want to show yeah. up and it's like, hey, just go by topic then, you know, and, and outline it. But ultimately, try to do some kind of big burst of homework, not stalling so that you don't get started, but doing all that homework, gathering all that information together to have something. I like to picture it as grabbing all the clay and putting it up on the table so that you have abundance of that to work with when you get started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny, like in this show, even in the last few weeks, just talking to different guests, everyone has like a completely different approach to this process, but the foundation of it is the same. It's exactly what you just said. You know, you need to really think through like, why do you want to do this? What are the things that you're passionate and interested about? And who is that audience on the other side? And that it can be in like a ton of different ways. Like you said, it could be, you know, writing it down, like what Eric did. It could be that you, you know, you have an app that you love. We know the people like Cat love Notion, for example. Like it doesn't matter like what what you're using to do that. What matters is just spending the time, like you said, just collecting all of that information and then being able to use that as your as your starting point, as your launching point. And it's so funny, like you said, you know, you got all the way to be like, okay, I'm thinking through like, can I get to 52? Can I do an entire year of this? When we started this show, we were like almost in some ways the reverse of that. We were like, okay, we know we want to talk about podcasting. 
we know there's like a million questions out there about how to start in this in this space, how to, specifically how to do it as a video podcast. And you know, we knew that we had this kind of concept for a format. And so we were like, okay, we're just going to go. And every single week, we kind of check in and we're like, okay, you know, what, what are the current questions now? What's the next topic? But we still had that moment of sitting and being like, we know that there's a need, there's an audience, you know, how are we going to move to this next, this next spot? But I agree. I feel like that, that's one of those things where people, it's easy for it to feel too big or it's easy for it to feel maybe like not too small, but it, 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 that process can be really, really daunting, the kind of getting started process. And it, it absolutely needs to start with an idea and not with gear or not with like podcasting could be fun. <laughs> I, should try, yeah. I should try that. Like you need, you need the specifics of it. All right. So now, once you've got like your initial brainstorm, you know, you've got it done, you feel like you've got enough ideas that you're ready to get going and you do the hard thing, which is just to start. How do you, you know, how do you keep organized or keep productive or keep efficient? Because most of us, are not doing this full time, right? And we have other jobs, we have personal lives, obligations. And I think the next thing that kind of gets people is this whole idea of like, oh, I know I need to be consistent, but like 52, like that's a lot. Or, you know, or, or once a month, even 12 can feel like a lot for people if they're doing it, you know, on that frequency. But keeping consistent, I think is, is uh, the next kind of scary thing on people's list. Yeah, well, and, and you're asking the right question, or you're bringing up the right modality there where Back in the day when I started, it was basically you're doing a show a week and that's it. And I still am. Now, early days, it wasn't that consistent. I'm not saying it wasn't consistent at all, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, if in theory, I mean, I've got about 500 episodes and I should probably have more like 600 by -hmm. now or, you know, anyway, there's probably there's probably a good 30 to 50 that, you know, for one thing or another they're either a week was skipped or a replay happened or so on and so on but when you're starting off you need to have some that's why i do the brainstorming by the way and the brain dump is because you want to have enough fodder there to start to work with that you Mm -hmm. can create a runway but here's the thing back in the day there weren't podcast seasons they didn't you know it didn't exist that way it was you're either doing it once a week or you're doing it twice a week or you're, you know, and even at that point, it was just starting to happen where some of these people were doing daily shows. And, and that's a whole, I'm not even going to touch that because I've never done that. I'm not going to ever do that. That's not going to happen. Plus all of you that do a daily show, I would be like curled in a ball on the ground. I would not be able to do that. That's incredible. Those of you who are able to pull that off. But I think in terms of what's your frequency, you, that's what you have to ask. You have to ask, And it's not just for the sake of creating a great show consistently, which is one factor of it. The other is you miss a week and people start wondering how serious you are about it. Mm -hmm. And then their commitment to making time for you, especially with video, because that takes a little extra sensory perception, right? Takes a little Mm -hmm. more to, I mean, you leave it playing, but audio is just so much easier for me to just do as I go. It's one of the things that hooked me instantly was oh, I can take this with me everywhere and I can fit it in all the time. Yeah. So, but it's, it's you know, you've got so many options now. So you have to consider those as well. Do you have a co-host? Do you have a panel? Do you have guests? What does that look like? How does that look logistically? Like I'm even in a podcast that, you know, I'm teasing slightly without giving anything away that I am working on right now for the future with two people that are longtime friends of mine. We've got to figure out we're three separate people that have three separate schedules and we're going to record in person at a studio here in town. And we've got to figure all that out, like logistically. I'm not just saying this stuff like I'm actually like starting over again with another show here and have to figure out those type of logistics to be consistent. And we're going to go with a seasonal thing because it fits the topic. It fits the modality and all that kind of stuff. You'll hear more about this at some point. Trust me. But you have to have (laughs) these thoughts. You have to have this pre-dialogue. You know, I think you have to have it before you start. I think you have to say, this is the show. This is the premise. This is how often we're doing it. And weekly is great, but weekly can be a grind. And you've got to, you know, pace yourself and have consistency too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and everyone talks a lot these days about 
you know, about burnout, about work-life balance. And I think a lot of that has to go in at this point and is such a big part of you know, how productive you are can be like, it's, it's awesome to have a great idea and to say like, Hey, I really want to start this podcast thing. And great, you know, if you can, if you can do it, but you also need to be realistic as to what your goals are and what your day to day schedule looks like. And then maybe you need to be realistic about what you want to get out of it. Like, I'm super guilty of doing, you know, way too many things and saying yes, way too often. And, you know, and I have this show and then I have like a personal podcast that I'm doing for fun. But you can better believe that like, if like either myself or my best friend who's my co-host on my personal show, if we're like, oh, we're having like an awful night or like something has come up or whatever else, we both know and agreed on it from the start that like, okay, then we take that week off. And it's okay because we're not trying to (laughs) change the world with that podcast. We're not trying to like make a million dollars. We're not like our goal for that show is to spend time together and to just like be creating and having fun doing it. And so I've built that into kind of my understanding of, of the kind of work-life balance of, of what, what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do, what my goals are with it and how it all plays together. But that, that's, it's a hard thing for a lot of people. What do, you, what do you advise as people are kind of getting started with podcasts? What should they be thinking about as they're, you know, as they're approaching it again for many of us as like a fun project or a side hustle or kind of an extension of our business, but not our main, not our main gig? Yes. I mean, starting off this, you know, the Beyond the To-Do List podcast was one that was just like, okay, I need a creative outlet and I'm just going to do it. And, you know, and so until I had a consistent audience and even then in year one, year two, year three, I had occasional sponsors and that kind of Mm -hmm. paid the bills, covered, you know, the hosting and all that kind of good stuff. And it it was just still a creative outlet, but it was it was uh, a network building tool. I was meeting new people. It was growing. And over time, it grew and grew and grew. And then at a certain inflection point, probably, I mean, the the show has been like five to seven different shows across 11 years (laughs) because you have to take time and there's different seasons in life. There's different seasons in what you're doing, different commitments, different levels of different hats, different levels of things you, what's expectation that people have of you. And so you have to swap those hats. You have to check Mm -hmm oh my gosh, I'm worn down. It's dark here all the time. This is winter season. You know, oh, I don't feel like it. I got, oh, I can't do it. You know, you have to gauge those things and know those things in advance. Not just in advance, but like you have to kind of take the pulse of not just Mm -hmm. you, but your show. And again, all the different roles that you have, because I mean, the whole time I've done this podcast, I've done, I've, I've had a day job the whole time. And I've had to figure out and it's not just been one, it's been like multiple jobs over the course of 11 <laughs> years plus, yeah, and, yeah. you know, you just, you just juggle stuff and you have to figure things out. I try not to record anything over the weekend because not a lot of people want to be a guest to, on a podcast over the weekend. Some yep. would, but again, I don't particularly like having to record on a weekend either unless yeah. it's fun. So, but I think it, yeah, it comes down to really just having kind of that forethought and you know, one of the things that we talk about as a productivity principle often is self-awareness. And it really mm-hmm. just comes down to having a higher level of that and growing that higher level of self-awareness about where you are and what your goals are and how much energy you have in any given season and, you know, assessing that without obsessing about it. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've been getting a little bit better at this lately. And I think a lot of it is being more in this podcasting space, it's such a forgiving space from that aspect where I feel like it, no one is, at least not in my world, maybe it's different in people's worlds, but at least in my space, I feel like you can make those changes. You can be taking, you know, the pulse of things and say like, oh, actually like, you know, the show works a little bit better when I'm doing this thing or, oh, you know, I had initially thought that I was going to have a guest on every single week, but that's like way more than I can handle and way more than, you know, is possible for the show. So, you know, I'm going, I'm going to make this change to, you know, like having one guest on every single month. I feel like it's a really forgiving medium in that front where it's, it doesn't, it can kind of iterate and grow and change as you're going forward and that's okay. So it, it's a great place to start learning that kind of self-awareness and saying like, is this working? Is this not working? You know, what are those kinds of changes that I can make and what frequency makes sense for it? It's a lot easier to do that in this kind of environment than it is in a lot of other professional spaces. 
Yeah, it, there's a symbiosis between variety and consistency. Mm-hmm. So, and you kind of, you know, it's it's a Venn diagram basically, and you just want to yeah. hit that center section. Is you know, hey, consistency, consistency. What you know, again, however you you've decided and said that you're going to show up, with very limited exception. I mean, you're yeah. allowed, like you said, not show up <laughs> once in a while because yep. life and yep. your audience is not going to care. They would be like. Oh, I missed it. And in some ways, it's actually to get all those messages and say, oh, no show this week. Like, actually, it's kind of, yeah. oh, they, they really like me. Great. But then also to be able to go into the other circle of that Venn diagram for the variety and to be able to say, hey, we're going to shake things up. We're not going to do the same old, same old every single time. And to be able yeah. to have that kind of, again, I called it symbiosis. I think that's a great way to do it. And that's kind of what I've tried to do. And I mean, I've done solo shows. I mean, for the most part. 99% of every single episode is just me talking with somebody else, one or two mm-hmm. people. There's probably three or four solo episodes out there. In fact, that's one of the things I'm going to try to start doing some more of is doing some maybe bonus episodes, throw one of the, you know, maybe get to the point of throwing in one shorter solo one where it's just me yeah. once a month in yep. 2024. That's kind of something I've been toying with. I love it. I, I have to admit, I'm like that person that's a little scared of being by myself. <laughs> I love having like someone else there with me, whether it's a co-host or a, you know, a guest that's on. So yeah, that, that, would, that would probably be a good goal for me to push myself a little bit as well and try to do more of the by myself. I feel like I'm always afraid that like something is going to go horribly wrong or someone's going to ask like some crazy question in the live chat and I'm going to be like, I don't know. It's such a silly fear. But, but yeah, if you're, if you're out there, the, being by yourself is definitely a different feeling than, than doing it with a guest or a co-host. I have a question that's coming in through from Dan. So I'm going to ask here live. Again, if you are listening later, you can always send questions in or you can come next time and join us in our live studio audience, 12 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube on Tuesdays. Dan asks, at what point did there become a differentiation between putting out a local radio recording and calling it a podcast? Aren't they sort of the same thing? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this last week. It's interesting, interesting the kind of evolution from radio into podcasting. Yeah, well, okay, so definition of a podcast is the subscribability, basically, through an RSS feed. And Mm -hmm. there's still, I mean, podcasting is, honestly, I read somewhere just the other day, podcasting is, actually, I think it was Pat Flynn, and I was just like, I'm so encouraged to see somebody who's been doing it for so long still say we're in early days and jump in, the water's fine, and... So to hear that, but even these days, people have been debating about what the definition of the word podcast is. Oh, yeah. if it has video, it can't be a real podcast. Well, video was around in the early days of podcasting. Sorry. It was. I was yeah. watching a lot of podcast watching note, I said, in my cubicle as I was doing other work. So <laughs> same. It's, it, this is just the, the older version of that, the, the more mature version, I should say. And so I would say, again, Radio show, you can call it what you want. I mean, when I first saw iTunes show up in the little sidebar, it said um, podcasting. And when I sat down from my break after it did its update and I clicked in and was like, what is this? And then I realized, oh, it's radio shows that I that are like with TiVo. I can pause mm-hmm. and start and stop. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it mm-hmm. was brilliant. And I immediately said, oh, I'm going to do one of these. But two, I said, this is amazing. I don't have to just sit here and listen to music now. I can be educated i can be informed i can be entertained and so are we doing anything different than a radio show yes and no i think one of the key pieces which again radio all already did with your callers in oh long time listener first time caller phrase you know radio had people calling in all the time we get voicemails i mean here now we've got people live chatting as we're talking you know it it's the same and it's not the same. And, you know, I, I think getting hung up on terminology, I mean, th- this is a podcast. We're doing it in video. People are watching live, listening live. I'm sure some people have YouTube open and they're doing something mm-hmm. else. And then later on, the subscribed people will receive the file automatically. Yeah. And it's the same show. And I think that's the thing I really love about podcasting is just the versatility. And so, again, as mediums morph and evolve and more of the, especially right now when we've got the SAG AFTRA and the writer's strike stuff going yeah. on, we see a lot of those type of people doing something in this realm that 
is we're ahead of them in some ways. Like we're already, we already have an established show. They don't. And that's not to say they haven't done other things that are more known because they have mass media. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of showing the playbook or the, the, not the playbook, like the template of what's possible, you know? Yeah. And so, and here's the thing, like pr- we're, we're basically at that point right now when almost no new movies and almost no new TV shows are going to come out anytime soon. This is an yeah, opportunity now for is the us. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And um, someone dropped this in the chat, but it, it is this notion of audio and or video on demand. And I love what you said about, you know, about it being like a TiVo model, right? I mean, the pre-podcasting or pre- certainly how, it, you know, how we're approaching it and consuming it now, there was this idea that like you would drop in and out of a radio station, right? So like maybe you would catch like an interview with someone, maybe you would, you know, catch your favorite song playing, but you might not, or, you know, you might have to run to do other things. Whereas now, like, you can build that deeper connection. You can have these longer form shows because people can binge them if they have the time, or they can pause them and then continue them later, which I think is just a really nice way to be able to grow an audience that radio and live television don't have or didn't have until, you know, until tools like TiVo and, and similar tools came out. This idea of like, I want to watch this, but I want to do it on my time is so important to people. Like I, I think it, it's a really cool space, like you said, to be in, in this, in this particular moment. Well, I don't, I promised everyone that you would share a productivity tips with us, which you okay. have already shared a few of them. But if you said like, what, what is, I guess, what's your favorite productivity tip over all of the years of podcasting? Is there like one that stands out in your mind as being like, yeah, nailed it. That's the, that's the one I want to share with people. I would say as soon as you can get to a point of having a standardized workflow that is written out, don't just have it in your head, write it out so that if you're not feeling well, like I've had, like I've been fortunate enough to have batch recorded enough things that then, oh man, I am like not well enough to record this week and I can reschedule, but at least I've got that back catalog and I can work on it. But my brain is so fogged that I can't focus enough. Like, wait, where, what? I got to do what with what to move that along, to push that show notes. And wait, I got to create an what? You know, you get all lost in it. But if you have a format, if you have, and again, if you can afford to time-wise, cost-wise, loop more people in, make it a collaborative effort, whether that's delegating, automating, et cetera, do all of those things. But I tell you what, from the beginning, one of the things that I should have done was created a, an Excel spreadsheet for every single episode <laughs> so that I had the date, the title, like all that kind of stuff, like document like your shows from the beginning and even yeah. mark in like where there are potential points in the future where you could drop a dynamically inserted ad because you never know what the opportunities are down the road, especially if you're creating something that's evergreen. But then also with those workflows, as you're documenting and moving forward, it then gives you kind of a, you can zoom in and out of that workflow and say what's working here and what's not. But if you're just like, if you have vague notions of, okay, schedule, record, edit, publish, those are big, broad terms. But like, how are you recording? You know, when are you recording? With who are you recording? (laughs) Then are you in the same, like, are you going to then edit it right when you're done recording? Like that's a whole other modality. Or do you have somebody that can edit for you? Another thing I learned a little too late was to pay somebody to edit my shows. As soon as I did that, my time got freed up so much more. And one of the things that I'll say is it took me a long time even to hand it off because I just didn't think anybody was going to do it as good as I did it. And I'm, I'm glad I did it for so long because I had to hear me over and over and over again and improve my skills, not just editing, but of, oh, crap, I should have asked the follow-up question right there. Yeah, hosting, yeah, the content itself. Exactly. So it's the the Malcolm Gladwell, you know, 10,000 hour rule there. And so don't be afraid if that's something you have to do early on. But I tell you what, as you can add in things that you notice are going to cut time in half or down to a quarter even, or delegate or hand off or whatever, you've got to create a workflow to start with. And then mm-hmm. be again, here's this word again, or hyphenated word, self-awareness. 
You've got to mm-hmm. have self-awareness of, okay, which of these parts of the workflow, even though I love podcasting as a whole, which of these do I not like as much? Or where do I get <laughs> stuck yeah. over and over again? Where do I repeatedly feel like, oh, now I've got to you know, insert part of the process here. Man, I wish I had somebody else to do that for me. By having that written out, having it documented, you can identify those quicker and say, okay, I'm looking for somebody who can, in my case, edit or not that I didn't like it, but I just love not having, I, I liked editing. I love not having to edit. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's so funny. I like, I could, could not possibly agree more. I feel like the times where I have spent a little bit of time and just written it out, like written out, you know, we have a checklist for this show, which we've shared earlier on the kind of the beginning episodes of the show, which we still edit and update all the time. And just that, that it's amazing what a living document that becomes like the, you know, we're like, oh, actually like this, we thought this was be, would be a good idea and it's not. So we've like removed that from the checklist and, you know, and this extra thing that we've added in. And even today I was, I was going through, we have this process where we release these episodes that we record live the following week, right? So this episode will, will hit all of our podcast players next week. And in that time period, we have a number of team members that are helping out with things. And one of my one of my tasks for the week is I open up Descript and I'm I'm going through the transcript and I'm you know marking chapters for the YouTube videos and kind of just in the content, which is my chance to listen and and do like what you said, the like oh I probably should have asked this or I should have, I should have done that. But in doing that, we have this like step in our process where I clip up, I like make a couple of short clips, short edits to the uh, to the video that then I send over into Agora Pulse, our social media tool. So that Caleb can like schedule them out later. And I was like, this is such a dumb step. Like I realized today I'm there. I've downloaded them onto my computer. I could just literally share them, right? Like I, I'm creating this like extra step because I have the team members, but I'm wasting Caleb's time. Caleb's not actually like in, you know, in like in that moment with me. It, like he would have to go back and like double check everything. And they would have to like go, you know, into a Gorpals and find those files. And they're literally right there on my computer directly in front of me. And so it was this like aha moment of like, oh, I actually, like you said, I, this is a part of the podcast that A, I can do. I like doing. It's going to connect me with it again. It's going to remind me of my favorite moments of the podcast. It's going to be more authentic coming from me. And it's actually going to save time. Like I almost over, in typical Katie fashion, I over processed the entire workflow when I didn't need to. But I only realized that because I was literally working through my workflow. I had my notes in front of me and I was like, oh, this is a dumb step. Like I'm, I'm wasting time in doing this where I thought it would make things a lot easier. So having that workflow written out, going through the process of writing it, double checking and being self-aware. These are all like what probably pretty obvious things and yet hardly any of us do them. And when we do, it makes a really, really big difference. So yeah, I would say it's amazing how like even if you think you're really organized, there's probably something that you're doing that like seemed like a good idea at the time and maybe isn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing I would say is, again, you wouldn't have noticed any of that had you not really thought about your process and been, and, you know, yeah. been self-aware of you as a creator, what step you were in. And again it, again, it really comes to be helpful having that workflow when, one, you're ahead and you have then downtime where you can take a breath. (laughs) But two, intentionally carving out that time. Like, here's the thing I have right now I'm recording on average, I'm recording two episodes every Friday afternoon from now to like the first week of December. Wow. And, and, and that's just how it fell. It's because I don't really like recording in December or even January. I like already having my plan for the holiday as well as the coming off the holiday where mm-hmm. I don't have to show up, I don't have to be live, and, and that's fine. But what's also cool is a lot of people are winding down and ramping up, and I can have specific topics geared towards those modalities, you know, New Year's yeah. Eve resolutions and all that kind of good stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I'm sure that too, like, I, you know, most of us, that's a really busy time of year, right? It's really, really busy personally, it's really, really busy professionally, like, it's a hard time of year anyway. So having, knowing that, which we all know about, you know, how the kind of ebb and flows of our lives go, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's just hugely important. You could, you could have been like, I know about that, but you know, I'm busy right now or I can't do that. And then you would have inevitably ended up in December, but like, oh, now I am like really overwhelmed and much more likely to actually 
not record or, you know, apologize to your listeners and take a week off or whatever well, else. So, and, and again, that's that. Se- there's that self-awareness thing again, it comes up and it's like, well, most people are more busy at that time of the year. And so why not work ahead a little bit so that you've got stuff banked and then you're not, oh, I also have to record a show and I got to put it out there and I got to, you know, no, you don't have to anything one, but two, you can decide for yourself what you want to do. But three, you can create that margin, that extra room, that wiggle room, in other words, there. I also do this. Actually, I, I typically do this where I try to record a whole bunch of extra episodes or conversations in the late spring so that over the summer when my kids and my wife are all home in the house with me where I record Mm -hmm. in my office at home, I don't have to worry about, oh, I got to tell everybody to go get off the internet or I got (laughs) to tell everybody to uh, go outside or get out of here. You know, I've got to, hey, everybody, I'm recording at one o'clock on Tuesday and I need everybody to go figure something else to do that's not here. And all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, just having, I mean, now that's not to say I don't record at all over the summer. I'll record like if like, for example, Seth Godin wants to record, then I will record with him and I will make it happen. Exactly. And that did exactly. happen this time. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll make time. Great. Yeah. But it's about having that kind of awareness of, again, your own kind of rhythm in the year seasonally as to what works for you in terms of your ebb and flow of productivity naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've recently been trying to get better at time blocking. Do you do any time blocking? I realized that with me, I'm, I'm very much a bit of a workaholic and be, <laughs> I'm the person that like the second I wake up, I'm like, open my computer, like clear all of my email, like check all the boxes. This is my like, you know, mantra. I'm like, I've got to check all the boxes. I got to like make my to-do list. I've got to do all these things. And then I felt like I was just sacrificing all of my most creative quiet time because by the time I was done doing all of those box checking and you know making all my to-do lists, everyone else was online. And then there were all these other things that I needed to do. And then I found I'd get to the end of the day and I was like, oh, I didn't, didn't get to do any like creative work. I didn't get to do any like content creation that I had ideas for. And, you know, and now it's too late. I was just in this cycle. So I've been trying to break myself out of it. But yeah, I guess. Do you, are, are, you, are you a time blocker or do you have advice for people who are like me and are in this kind of like just endless to-do lists, <laughs> too many to-do lists? Yeah. I, it, well, what I would say is you have to figure out like, so what you're saying there is you like jumping in and doing a bunch of almost admin type stuff yeah, right away. Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But I think maybe it's a matter of saying, I'm going to allow myself uh, 15 minutes and I'm going to set a timer. And at that point, if there's no fires, there's nothing I have to put out. I can just go, I'm going to go instead, be creative. That's what yeah. the time is. And because I get the picture that I don't think you could just ignore your inbox for the first hour or two of the day, <laughs> you would need to yeah. make sure there's nothing there that needs my, my attention. Um, and once I've squared that away and, and again, being flexible enough to say, you know, first thing in the morning, I'm checking my email. Okay, there's no fires. Great. Now I've got this time blocked off to be creative, to actually work on moving the needle on these few things that are the most important or are the most fun. And hopefully they're, the, they're both the same. Again, I hope that's another Venn diagram you have. <laughs> if not, hey, at least you get to do both of them. So I know. No, I'm lucky. I do. I do. I would say a mass majority of my days is at least at least 80% fun. So, so I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely in a, a lucky place. I hope all of you are as well, that you get to do at least some creative work or some fun work. Because yeah, it's funny. Like this show, you know, we've been talking this since this show started all about, you know, this kind of podcasting space and how to add video in. But the mass majority of us are in this space because it seems fun or it seems cool or there's something about it that appeals. So yeah, it's if we can challenge you to do anything, it's find some level of fun in it and then like double down on that as much as you can. Because the rest of it's hard. None of this is easy to like to keep consistent, to build these workflows and schedules and figure out what's working and not working and being self-aware. All these things, they're not easy. They seem like they might be, but they're, they're not. You have to, you know, you have to be intentional about it, which can be hard, especially when things get busy. I was going to say another bonus time block idea that I can give you here is have an admin time block scheduled at some point in the week, maybe, maybe more than one 
or maybe mm-hmm. it's a half hour a day. Maybe that's the, the catch all. But what you yeah. do with that time block is all of these, all the things that always pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Like a lot of times those things are two to five minute things, but yep. you don't want to just go do that because you think it's going to derail you or you're multitasking yeah. or you're jumping from thing to thing to thing, which then mm-hmm. means your attention is just frazzled. Yeah. Instead, bucket all those two to five to seven minute things and say the next time block that I have for those admin things, mm-hmm. I have my list already ready to go. Honestly, gamify it. See how fast you can get through the list that you've got. I love a game. And if you can, <laughs> right. And if you can, and then yeah. reward yourself for getting, you know, I'm, maybe it's a certain threshold. It's like, all right, I got 10, two minute things done in that half hour, or I got my whole list of two to seven minute things done in that hour. Yay. I get to, I, I don't know, insert here what you, your thing is. Drink more coffee. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Although that's a necessity for some people. So, well, still. It's true. But re- make it a reward, uh, you know, gamify it, make it a little, you know, fun and interesting. I think that's the thing, though, is we, we all have all these disparate little tasks that we know we should do and we have to get to at some point, but we aren't corralling them into any one space where we can just focus and say, okay, now I have the time and space and permission to just yeah. frantically, in a good way, start checking all <laughs> these frantic, like. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's email Katie, it's reply to doc, it's this, it's that. It's like, well, those are all short things. Like, I could just knock all those things off if I just say I have permission to do that. We honestly don't sometimes think of those things. We, we inflate them and we conflate them at the same time. We say, oh my gosh, so there's true. this huge thing that's going to, I've got to reply to Katie. Oh my gosh, that's going to take all, that's going to like 10 minutes. I got to work on my email just to figure out what I want to say and <laughs> all this kind of and she's asking me for this my headshot and my bio and i gotta go find that it's like (laughs) honestly if you're organized and you don't overthink it and inflate it to this big thing that's going to take you know 10 15 minutes honestly it took me two when i sat down and did it so anyway but i had it on a list of things and i just went and sat down i was like okay there you go all done yeah yeah, and we did recently, uh, I don't know if you all caught it or not, but we did an episode on automation, which I still would love to dive deeper in it because it's something I, I haven't I've like touched but haven't, <laughs> haven't gotten all the way into it. But it, things like that, like having a, like a headshot and bio ready, like things, and I'm sure we all have, whether it's that thing or something else, but we all have these things in our day that we do over and over and over and over again. And certainly in the podcasting space, there are these like actions that we take all the time, right? It's the same action over and over and over again. There are ways to, even if you're not automating that, which you certainly can do, there's ways to make that way easier. Like I'm willing to bet that Eric had like, you know, a folder or a link or something where it was like, here's my headshot and bio because I do, I am a guest on a lot of podcasts and I get asked this a lot, right? So like it, that's easy then that reduces the amount of time to say like, oh, now that's going to take me a minute or two minutes to send back versus like, oh, do I have a headshot? Where is that? Should I update my headshot? Why don't I have an updated headshot? So like I have a bio, like, is that outdated? Oh, now I have to tweak it for this particular show and send it back. Like, you know, if you're, if you find yourself, particularly as you're working on your show and on your podcast, doing the same thing over and over again, add that into your workflow process, make it easier for you in some way that it can save a bunch of that time. I, those, those are things that absolutely were, took me longer than it should have to just do. But now I have like a link. That I can just send through to people for those kinds of questions because doing one thing more than like three times on a somewhat regular basis, then it, it's definitely worth creating some kind of automation for it. Yeah, and and here's the thing: don't don't um don't sleep on the power of naming things properly because oh my gosh, yes, just going into the search bar and just typing in headshot, I knew that was going to bring it up because that's what I named yeah. it, right? And I also yep. knew if I just type in bio, it's going to pull up the note where I have it prepped and ready at all yep. times. And I can copy paste it. Or if I'm even smarter, which I am that smart. What am I thinking? Uh, it's in <laughs> Text Expander, one of my favorite tools mm-hmm. where I can just type in the, I type in the, the letter X and then B-I-O, X bio, X for Text Expander. And just bloop, it drops it in. And I don't have to go looking for it. It's on the ready. Yep. Yeah. And like, that's, that's a super easy one. Even I can do that one. So, so everyone, 
Everyone should do things like that that just, yeah, save it, save some time and make things easier. Cause I think really in the end, like we, if you're, if you're listening to this show or you're watching this show, you are the kind of person that wants to be podcasting if you are not doing it already. And again, probably you're doing a bunch of other things. So if this is what you want to be doing, then you need to save time either in this process or in your other day to day process or both so that you can double down on the things that you really enjoy doing. Cause that, is really what matters most in the end. So yeah, I think if we can all get a little bit more productive, we can all have a lot more fun in the podcasting space. So I, uh, I just, I love the show that you're doing. I hope that everyone goes and listens to it, subscribe to it, recommend it to other people, follow it, I guess is the new word. I'm still in subscribe mode, but oh, gosh, follow yeah. the show, follow the show, follow, or if you're old, subscribe to the show. But uh, it's a really good, it's a great listen. You've done an amazing job with it. It's been on my list for a while now. Thank you. It, it's honestly, I mean, again, I'm in a new mode where it's like I'm looking ahead at 2024 and I'm like, one, remote work wasn't really a thing that got talked about a lot, but then yep. it exploded and I had to do a whole bunch. I had to one, I'd already done a bunch of episodes on that because I was a remote worker since like 2014 yeah, through to 2020. So I was already like six years ahead of everybody else in some senses. And then in yep. others, it was like, oh, I need to recontextualize and say, there are new things coming and new ways mm-hmm. of doing this and it's always changing. So yeah. And there, and AI wasn't a thing, but now I've had to do like mm-hmm. two different episodes on that. And I'm sure that's not the last of it. There's going to be more, but yeah, super, super excited. And I'm just glad to be able to bring, you know, brand new episodes with honestly cutting edge stuff on productivity. Yeah. I think you'd all been covered. Uh, no, actually you can, there's <laughs> new topics and new perspectives all the time and there's no yeah. silver bullet. It's what works for you. And so yeah. that means that I can bring, I get to talk to all these new people or old previous guests and come back with a new perspective. I, I'm just excited. I'm just so glad and fortunate and just privileged to, to be doing that. And I acknowledge that I'm thankful. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we appreciate that you're doing it because uh, yeah, again, from one, from one workflow geek to another, I, you're a hundred percent right. I feel like every time, I get the chance to either like talk with someone like you or listen to a show like yours. It's, you know, it gives you like an idea when you hear someone say something, you're like, oh, like I was doing that, but in this different way, and I bet you this way would work better. Or, oh, interesting. Like, you know, this person does this one thing this way. I should, you know, I should consider something like that. I, I really think it's like, it's those small changes that we can make, small kind of gradual changes that just keep kind of getting our process better and better and better and better until we're saving, you know, a bunch of time and we're just in a really great headspace to be able to focus on the content of our shows and the stuff that we're passionate about, which is again, what I think is the most important part. So yeah, Yeah. it's a, I hope everyone goes over and checks it out and thank you so much for hanging out here today, sharing all of your wisdom. I think we got a few tips out of you, so I'm feeling good. (laughs) Feeling good. We delivered. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, to me, it's like swapping recipes. No one recipe is yeah. like the definitive way to do it. Although some think they're, that their recipe is the best. But True. by seeing how others are doing things, and, yeah. and it's like recipes for life. You see how one person does something and it's like, well, I wouldn't have done that. But they just opened up my assessing of how I'm doing it. And I think I can do it better than I've already been doing it and so on and so on. So it's a yeah. thrill for me to, to share. You know, I'm just a conduit of in the exchange of ideas and uh, I'm glad to play my part. So thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I, and obs obs in the chat says, yes, do all of the things. <laughs> I love it. I always think of that little, uh, the, the little meme of like the cartoon girl who's just like, check all the boxes, do all the things. <laughs> yes. She's my, my spirit animal. <laughs> inside, inside my head. Oh my gosh. Well, all right, Luis, let's roll our end credits. I'm getting better at this. (laughs) This show is a weekly show. We stream live on YouTube in front of an incredible studio audience. You can join us every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. If you want to listen to this show, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast players, including YouTube Music. You can find all of those links really easily if you go over to flow.ecam.com. And this show is brought to you by our absolutely incredible friends at Captivate. If you're looking for a podcast host, look no further. They make it really, really easy. And if you've been listening to this show, you know that I'm a total geek for like 
efficient features that just save time and make it simple and easy to understand because we're all learning and growing together. So Captivate has that and more. You can drop in ads really easily. You can plan episodes together. And it sends your show out to all the podcast players. So it does what you want it to and more. It is absolutely an incredible tool. Be sure to check it out at Captivate.fm. And as I was saying earlier, one of my favorite apps, I'm in it almost as much as Ecamm, is Descript. This lets me grab my transcript, edit my videos. I can easily find and create timestamps as I'm you know, searching through video content. It's like a beautiful mix of Microsoft Word and a video editor. <laughs> I just really love how easy they make it. So definitely check them out. We have a full integration with Ecamm and Descript, our best friends. So once you're done recording or live streaming your video, just click edit in Descript and that'll send the video right through into your Descript account. So it saves a lot of time too. We really appreciate them. Thank you so much to Descript and to Captivate for helping us to power this show. (laughs) And we are back. We're going to do some questions if we have any here in the live chat. So again, if you are listening later, we just, we'd love to hang out with you in the live chat. You'll have to come so you can ask your questions live. But from all of us here to all of you, thank you so much for watching and listening. Thanks, Eric, for coming on and sharing such brilliance today. Be sure to check Eric out at Beyond the To-Do List. Any other links? No, that's primarily it. And you can find me on all the socials, whatever your preferred one is, with my (laughs) handle. It's Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Yeah, no C's in Eric's name. It's nothing but K's and awesomeness. So be sure to find him there because it sounds like he's got some really cool special projects coming up. So social media stalking is encouraged <laughs> to, to find out when those are coming next. Well, thanks, Flow Riders. Doc will be back next week. So the fun will continue with all of our normal tech geekiness, but we'll see you next time. Bye.